Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is Ben Crane, a pro golfer and a five-time PGA Tour winner. He played his college golf at the University of Oregon and earned his PGA Tour card in 2002. He recently finished tied for eighth at the Puerto Rico Open. He's played in the Masters six times with two top 25 finishes, but he's not playing this year. Ben is also a husband, a father of three, and a follower of Jesus. We're excited to welcome Ben back on Unpacking It. Ben, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, I just learned learned uh, something I didn't know, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> what, what was that? I learned uh, I didn't know I had two top 25 finishes. People always ask me what's my best finish at the Masters, and one year I finished 17th, I think, and I had a chance to – I thought I was actually – it was going to be good enough to get back into the tournament the following year, um, but it ended up moving a couple spots down. But I didn't realize I had two top 25s. Okay, that's, uh, that's encouraging. Uh, you know, this week for me, being at home, obviously disappointed because it's the greatest week of the year in golf. Um, but um, the only thing that's good about not being at the Masters is watching on TV because uh, it is a great, great week of uh, – watching some awesome golf and um, just such an incredible golf tournament. Yeah, well, so what is that like for you? Because you're, you're playing golf all the time and, you know, you, you live it, breathe it, all that sort of thing. So when you're not in a tournament, what's that like to to watch it? What's kind of your your strategy to, to watch? Well, I mean, obviously I, I know the guys fairly well. I know their games. Um, and, um, you know, I'm not there this year. And I haven't – my last couple of years haven't been as good. And so I'm watching it from a – a standpoint of, okay, you know, how can I get better? Um, but also, um, it's great entertainment. Um, and I also know the course, so I know what they're facing. I know what the scary shots are. I know where they're, um, you know, trying to um, gain ground. I know which side of the fairway you want to be on. You know, if the pin's left on eight, you got to be over to the right because the overhanging trees down, down the left-hand side, if you lay up too far left and there's a world of golf course to the right too. You can lay up all the way over there, almost in the ninth fairway. So, I mean, just those little intricacies, you know, that I've learned over um, the number of times that I've played there and um, been fortunate enough to bring my dad there, play with, bring some friends there. I took my caddy there and a friend there um, last year with my member friend, Matt Rose. Um, we, you know, just so many great memories there. And um, so just watching from that standpoint of all the little details of the course and knowing what they're going through. That's awesome. What a great perspective. And so what's that like then playing there when it, when the, the actual Masters isn't taking place? It's, um, it's a different golf course. You know, um, little things like they mow the fairways towards the, the green, which doesn't sound like a big deal, mm. but when they mow the fairways towards the tee box, it turns all the grass to look very dark and into the oh. grain. And so when the ball lands, the ball will only roll. I mean, as you guys watch – uh, the tournament today, the ball in the fairway won't, unless it's on a downhill, it will not run very far. Whereas say, if they turn the mowers down grain, which they do for the members, you know, you'll get, you know, 80, 100 yards of roll if it's firm. 
Um, and now you're only getting maybe 15, just depending on how firm the conditions are. So it lengthens the golf course uh, significantly for us. Um, they mow the greens uh, around the greens away from the green as well. So mm. it makes it very difficult to chip when the grass is growing into you and you are chipping you that end of the grain wants to stop the club. So you have to apply the bounce, use the bounce bounces your friend. Um, but it makes it just contact is just that much more critical. And she'll see a lot of guys putting because they're not confident um, in that contact around the greens because the grass is growing into you. Whereas when the grass is growing with you, it's a simple, I mean, you can land the club an inch behind it or, you know, right. It doesn't matter. Like you're going to make good contact. So just those little things um, are super important like that. No, that, that's fascinating to hear. Ben Crane, our guest right now on Unpacking It, a pro golfer, five-time PGA Tour winner. And, and so you mentioned playing golf with your dad there. At what point in your life did you become better at golf than your dad? <laughs> My dad is not a great golfer. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. And so it was, it was early. But I mean, I, I mean, I think I shot – you know, we used to play before church. Um, we used to get up super early and uh, get to the first tee, and um, and you know, I'd lay down on the tee box behind him, and he'd hit. And I'd be like, it took off a little bit to the right, walk down the right, and we'd tee off before sunrise. And um, but I mean, it was like one of those mornings when I was probably 11 years old, and I you know probably shot 45 on nine holes, and you know, snuck my dad beat him by you know a shot or two so it, it was uh, it was it was early for sure very cool so then what kind of role did he play just in your golf career what was that dynamic like he saw me my grandpa my um my mom's dad was an amazing man who um owned a concrete block company in portland oregon and just was a great businessman and as he retired he loved golf and lived next door to portland golf club and Portland Golf Club held, held, held the Fred Meyer Challenge, um, which was the PJ Tour event that Peter Jacobson held for a number of years. And so I got to watch some of the pros there as a little kid. And my grandpa um, played with his old cronies um, twice a week, oh. Thursdays and Saturday mornings. And I got to play every once in a while when, um, when one of those guys wouldn't show up. And finally, one of those guys died for me so I could oh. get his spot. Oh, <laughs> and so, so. So then I learned to play dime a hole, double or nothing on 18, and just fell in love with the game. Um, and by about 14, I was, I was all in. And my dad said to me, when he saw me gravitate, I played, I, I played all sports up until about 14, and then I gravitated towards golf because I thought I could maybe do it professionally. Mm. My dad said mm. to me, Ben, I will support you. We didn't have a lot of money. We were lower middle class, and um, it was a privilege for me to go over to a, a nice golf course and play golf. And he said to me, I will support you 100% in your golf, and I will do anything I can to help you financially, anything I can do. Mm. And I was like, wow. So when he said that to me, it was like green light. Like if I you know, um, wanted to go play a tournament and you know, drive across the state or something like that, whatever, like he would help either drive me there or get me there, or he would, he would just find a way to get it done. He wanted to nourish the, um, the joy that I had and the, and the work ethic I had for the game. And, and so that was a massive role for me. And then when I turned pro right out of college, I asked 25 people to 
put up five thousand bucks a piece um, for three years to um, to help me see if I could make it on the PGA Tour, and he was the first person to say I'm in. Oh. Um, and he took a cu- couple of those and then uh, um, asked some of his friends if they would partner with us in the mission, and and so he was a instrumental for sure. Oh, what a what a great story! And and what I love about that is the fact that this was your passion, your dream, and he came alongside you to support you. That's a neat story from from Ben Crane, our guest right now on Unpacking It. So, so yeah, what is your encouragement to to parents who, you know, see this idea of, oh, man, it'd be great for my kids to play golf, son or daughter. What, what would you say to them as they, as they kind of introduce them to the game or, or their son or daughter has an interest in the game? Yeah, I think the number one thing um, is enjoyment, right? I mean, how do you um, help your kids enjoy it? So, and I think one of the, the, the things that you need to do to enjoy it is obviously go and do it. But once you do get there with your kids is to make it fun. Um, and, um, you know, if we overload our kids with rules um, or um, with instruction, um, it just it just crushes the joy. Mm. Um, and so I think, um, you know, with my kids, I have um, two girls and a boy, 12, 10 and seven years old. Um, we work on basically um, two things. Um, one hitting it in the center of the club. So I make a mark on the ball and it'll mm. transfer onto the club with a whiteboard marker to see if they can hit it in the center and they celebrate when they do and then swing fast. Mm. And, um, and so we kind of do that and they, they all start out at the 150 marker and then just start swatting away at it. And, um, my wife and I enjoy watching them and try not to give them, uh, any instruction because instruction can just, you know, the kids will find a way, you know mm. what I mean? And, and they'll develop their own unique signature of their swing. And um, so, you know, my daughter has the worst grip you've ever seen, um, but she takes a pretty good cut at it and she has fun and she hits it okay. So I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I think to nourish that and, and to leave before the kids are ready to go. Mm. You know, they don't have a long attention span. So just just go out there and play a few holes, you know, do something fun in the clubhouse before or after, get a good snack, whatever it is, you know, let them, let them sit in your lap and drive the golf cart, you know, whatever it is, like just, just create those fun memories um, and make the golf course a fun place for them to go. Because as you get older, if your kids play golf, you're probably going to get to spend a lot of time with them, which is super fun. So, Gosh, what a, what a cool approach. Ben Crane, our guest right now on Unpacking It, pro golfer, five-time PGA Tour winner, and uh, played in the Masters six times. And, and so we, we got to talk about kind of where your game is at, H- how you feeling so far this year, and, and what are some things that, that you're focusing on. Yeah, so um, in my career, you know, I'm 43 years old. I've been on tour now for – I guess 19 years, um, you know, you, when, when you're a kid, you know, you always dream of playing on the PJ tour. You never know when you're good enough or if you're good enough. Um, people always ask me, when was the day you knew? And I'm like, the day I made it Man. When was the day you're, you knew you're good enough to win the day I won. I mean, I just, I didn't know I wasn't that kid who was just like destined for greatness in golf. I mean, I never won the Oregon high school state championship. I never, you know, I only, um, you know, won once in college. Um, you know, I mean, I, I just, I just kept progressing and kept working hard and, and good things happened and I've had great coaching along the way. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I just watched the, uh, the, the Coldplay movie, um, yesterday 
And their secret sauce is just hard work. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like absolutely crushing the hard work. And so they try to treat every album mm. like it's their first and their last. They might never get another chance. Right. And so I'm trying to treat this year as this could be my last, you know, mm. and I want to go down swing and I want to give it absolutely everything I've got. Um, and so I've been, I've been on, I, I, I kind of had 15 years of really steady, good golf, top 70 on the money list. Um, last two or three years have been kind of down hmm. and my club head speed went down. Um, my iron game, um, got off base as I was trying to increase my attack angle and that's not good for irons, good for driver. So I've ha I've gotten off track a little bit. And now just for like the last six months, I, um, like you mentioned, I just had a top 10 recently. Um, I had a chance to win in Puerto Rico. Um, I, I'm, I'm inching my way up and I see everything going in the right direction. I see my practice going the right direction. I see, um, my technique, you know, on video, I, you know, my caddy and I will film almost every day. The swing, we'll look at the swing plane, look at the stuff and I'll look at it and I'll be like, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. And I haven't said that for a couple of years. So, um, so I'm making progress. Uh, so the state of my game is, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm confident. Um, because I finished 126 to 150 on the money list last year, I don't get first choice of tournaments. I kind of get second choice. Mm. So I'm not in this week um, or next week, um, but and then I'll play three in a row after that. So it's like when they call, say you're in, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm showing up with a smile on my face, ready to play. I'm home these couple weeks, um, plugging in with the kids. You know, trying to, I went, did line dancing with my seven year old girl <laughs> at, at her school yesterday for recess. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so great. trying to, try, trying to be a dad and, uh, and, uh, and, and keep my game sharp at the same time. Yeah. Well, and, and the other aspect that just kind of keeping up with you is you also want to impact the, the next generation of golfers. And at this stage of your career, being able to, to pour into, you know, the, the young guys that are, that are up and coming and, and two, two things that, that I know you're, you're involved with and, and would love to just kind of get your thoughts on it and, and just kind of the story behind the Ben Crane challenge, as well as your involvement with, with college golf fellowship so so how are those things maybe connected and how are they different and and, and what what all is in, involved with both of those things yeah thanks for mentioning that um yeah we're doing um the web, web simpson challenge has been going on for the last boy i mean almost um eight ten years now um and so um was talking to web about that web's one of my best friends on tour and um he has held a junior golf tournament and um, in the Pinehurst area and just gives the kids the opportunity in high school to come play a great golf tournament, stay overnight, play three days, um, get some great encouragement from him and some other tour players, um, and also get a great message of, um, of hearing Webb's story about how he came to faith in Christ. And so um, I was like, man, I, I love, obviously golf is, is my passion. Um, and, but beyond that, you know, my life is about knowing Christ and making him known. Mm. And so um, I am super excited about this year um, hosting the, yeah, the Ben Crane Challenge. So we're doing it at the Gaylord here in Nashville. If there's any high school golfers out there that want to come, man, we would love uh, to have you. And, and so um, we're, we're very excited about that. And, and also with that, um, College Golf Fellowship um, is an organization that if you play college golf anywhere in the country, um, you have an opportunity to come to these retreats where tour players host these retreats for three days at their house. 
and we do paintball and oh. like crazy fun games and <laughs> club throwing contest and um and then we hear great bible teaching um in the evenings um and play basketball and card games and just have a fun and um our kids just you know have so much fun with all these um college golfers in our house um last year we had about 25 of them for three days and just had an unbelievable time. So um, though our retreat is in December, um, always when the kids get out of school, right around that December 15th to 17th time for a few days. So, And those college golfers, a lot of those guys will come be counselors at our uh, Ben Crane Challenge. Oh. So um, that'll be super fun to have um, the guys available for that. I'll speak to the guys. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an exciting time for, um, trying to impact the next, next generation of, of young golfers. Absolutely. I, I love that. And it's so cool to hear about it. And, and so when you, you mentioned you, you kind of share with those, those guys and, and give them an encouraging word, what, what is maybe your, your message to them that, that you feel like, man, this is what's on my heart that, that I, I really want this, this age group to, to really understand and, and know about. I think the most important thing, um, you know, when I was um, 12, 13, 14, 15, I cared so much about what other people thought about me. And it just like directed so many things I did. Um, And actually, I kind of turned to golf um, when I was 15, 16, that, that age. I'm like, you know what, forget this school and all these, you know, like, uh, volatile relationships and stuff, whatever. I just like, I was just so uncomfortable with it. It just wasn't a great time for me in my life. And so I kind of just ran the golf. Hmm. Um, and, um, and so I think my message to these kids is this is like the most challenging time in your life is navigating these relationships. And now, you know, I've got a 12 year old daughter and, and the phone is just, um, so incredibly, um, challenging. And so, I think just sharing with the kids that, that this is a challenging time and there are so many pitfalls um, on this phone with, um, with Instagram and pornography um, and just keeping up with other kids. And, the, the, you know, the depression rates have just gone through the roof mm. and suicide has gone through the roof um, because everyone's acting like they're having the greatest time mm. and no one's struggling. Mm. Um, and um, it's just not true. If anything, it's the opposite. Um, and so I think just giving kids a chance to let their story be known, um, share where they're at, and then we can share, you know, some of our stories of, um, and, um, you know, um, just sharing our hearts because we're built for community, you know, um, in Hebrews, you know, it says we're supposed to, um, come together, um, as a community of believers, um, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 and be an encouragement to each other. Uh, and I believe that this junior golf tournament will do that. I believe the College Golf Fellowship gives us an opportunity to do that. Certainly Young Life um, and our youth groups um, and our local church. Um, so I think that's – if we're doing that, I think we we have an opportunity to show um, um, other people that, hey, it's okay to struggle. We're all um, trying to follow Christ, and, um, and there's grace and truth. Um, unlike any other, you know, Jesus paid for it all. Um, and I don't have to earn it. I mean, what what grace is that? So i um, very excited about being able to share that with the kids and share a little bit of my story and my struggles um, so they can understand how to navigate these times because these decisions, you know, the, the evil one is trying to to tell us that the decisions we make today will not affect our tomorrow. That's right. But it's not true. It's a lie. Mm. I mean, these decisions we make today are are so incredibly 
um, important for the rest of our lives. No question. What what a great message from Ben Crane, pro golfer, five-time PGA Tour winner, joining us here on Unpacking It. And, and so that, that, that's a great message, and, and I'm, I, it's awesome you're be, being able to, to share that to that, that next generation of, of people. And, and so today I'm, I'm curious, what, what message has been really on your heart for you personally? What, what's God been teaching you and, and something that maybe you're either wrestling with or learning or, or, or studying on your own? My verse for the year is Psalm 4610. Mm. And that Psalm 4610 talks about being still, and knowing that he is God. Mm. Um, I have this, um, this internal motor that can tend to go and, um, on a lot of good things. Um, but ultimately I can get myself away from the ultimate thing Mm. and that is being with Christ. And so, um, this year I just, um, I have my life plan set out and in my life plan, I, um, try to organize my life. You know, Proverbs says to mark out a straight path for your feet so that you will remain upon it. And so, you know, from my family, and I break down each person to, hey, what is it that, you know, we want to be intentional to do this year with my wife, uh, with each of my kids. Um, so I try to keep my life fairly in front of me that way. A lot of people think it might create, like, stress or bondage, whatever, but it's actually freedom because then I kind of know I'm going the right direction. Hmm. Um, and so this, the, the Psalm 4610 is the great reminder for me um, to, to spend time in the Word each day. So... And, um, and then after I spend time in the word, it's just to be still and just let God just, um, speak to me or just, um, just let the Holy Spirit just, you know, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Right. And so a lot of times it doesn't say in the Bible that God, you know, thunderously spoke. Right. But it just in that gentle whisper, right. Mm -hmm. Of his voice. Right. Are we still enough to hear what God is saying? It always sounds like, um, what the Bible, right. Is teaching us, um, and it's always and it's always good and it's always personal just to us. Mm. Um, and so um, that's that's really something I've been processing and just trying to just be still uh, with the Lord because that's where I get rest and rest for my soul that I'm then able to go out and to encourage others because I've spent time with my Savior um, and there's just nothing better than that. Amen. I'm I'm right there with you and and my word for the year is space. And, and just providing mm. enough margin and, and space to to experience God and, and just, like you say, be still enough and, and long enough to, to be able to really just enjoy him and soak him in. So a great word from Ben Crane. Amen. And, and man, as we uh, end here today, uh, I've been wanting to finish our, our conversation recently on the show uh, by asking a, a question about fatherhood because my wife's pregnant and I'm going to be a first-time dad. And so mm, I know I, I appreciate it, man. I'm so excited. And, and so I know you've got three children. So, so what's maybe a, a word of wisdom for, for a first time dad like myself and anyone listening today? I think just being present, I think is, um, is the, the biggest thing. And, um, and it's just a lot of people will talk about how great it is to be a dad um, because it is, it, you're going to feel things that you've never experienced in your whole life and love that um, you didn't even know you're capable of but it's also really hard. Mm. Um, and as I'm making my toast this morning and, um, I've got, you know, almond butter and honey on top of my Ezekiel bread <laughs> and I'm wearing this Navy Puma outfit. I'm, I'm walking in sailor. My seven year old is joyful about her field trip and she comes by and she knocks that piece of toast oh. smack dab on my stomach. Oh. And it's just like almond butter and honey, like <laughs> all over my shirt. And my wife's standing right there and I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm like, and I look at her and I go, it's okay. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? You know, like, and, and so it's just hard. Like there's those moments. Right. And, and I handled that one really well. And I gave her a kiss and I go, I love the fact that you're joyful. Don't ever stop doing that. Uh-huh. And, um, and I, and I washed my shirt and I'm like, see, it came out. And, That's and cool. so I just think that, um, God gives us the gift of children. They're a gift from God. Um, and they also teach us so much about ourselves. And, um, and so one of the best things I've ever been able to do is just apologize to my kids mm. when they, you know, when the toast flips on my stomach and, and I do lose it, you know, yep. um, it's just say, say sorry. And just say, I am in desperate need of a savior and I don't have it figured out. And I am sorry that I've hurt you, um, you know, in, in that way. So I think, I think just knowing the fact that it's going to be hard, you know, but God is going to meet you in those difficult times, whether it's sleepless nights, um, you know, and you can't comfort the baby because the baby's crying and it's fed and it's, you know, it's clean diaper and, or your wife's, you know, exhausted and you're not able to connect with her on that same level because she's so focused on the baby. Like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, Bryce. And, um, but God's going to give you the strength and he's going to grow you through it. So, um, it's going to be great. Oh, amen. That, that's powerful and encouraging, and I really appreciate that, Ben. And uh, we'll, we'll end it right there. I could talk to you all day. One of my favorite guests, and I really appreciate you coming back on, unpacking it today, and enjoy watching the, the Masters and, uh, and look forward to, to catching up again. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Bryce. Take care, buddy. Awesome. Thanks so much. There's okay. Ben Crane. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.